What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Stoop Life Podcast. If today is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. Glad to have you here. If you guys don't know what we're talking about yet, well, we're going to be talking everything sports. We talk that talk. But before we get started, guys, I got one thing to ask you. If you like this episode, if you like, you know, all of our episodes, if you like our podcast, please share it. You know, we do these podcasts to get the thoughts and uh, reactions of the people that listen to it. And lately, it's kind of been falling off, guys. Kind of been falling off. So I'm going to need you all to start sharing it and commenting to us and letting us know what you think. Follow us on all social medias. Just search for The Stoop Life. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore stoop underscore life. And then follow us on there. And all of our links to all of our other accounts are on there. So follow us, share us, like us, and let us know what you think, good or bad. We actually like to hear the worst comments first. And that gets us uh, riled up, gets us going, gets us wanting to do more podcasts. Today, guys, we're going to be doing UFC fights to make after UFC 285. Now, y'all already know, I told you guys, John motherfucking Jones was going to come back and he was going to remind everybody who the fuck he was and what did he do. In case you don't know yet, he did just that. He came back and he reminded everybody who the fuck he was. John Jones, three years off, no heavyweight experience, no heavyweight fights, coming in after three years. Fighting the number one contender in the division, the interim champ, champ Cyril Gan, and he finished him in two minutes. That's unbelievable. There's not any other fighters in this world that do that. I'm a big GSP guy. I love GSP. He took two, three years off. Came back, went up the middleweight. What did he do? He did have a submission win against Bisbee. But it took him a couple rounds. He didn't look nearly as dominant as John Jones did. John Jones now has 15 title wins. By far more than every other fighter in the UFC. It's actually more than all the UFC champions combined right now on the UFC roster. Think about that. That's wild. Now, as, as overall, before the fight, listen, John Jones... I honestly am not shocked of the performance that he put on, given the fact that his ability and what we know of him. But I'm honestly, like, I didn't expect him to come out and win that easily. He said he was going to, and he did. But I, I really can't believe he did that. And Sarah gone, man, like, I don't know if it was because he was hurt, if he was hurt, or he just didn't want to fight him. He was just happy to fight him. I don't know what it was, but, man, he... Talk about talk about a collapse. Talk about uh, getting your ass whooped. Hey, but at least he got paid. At least he got paid. But hey, guys, overall for the night, we went ten and four on the money line. And as for you know finishes, locks, like upsets, we went sixteen and three. So if you guys aren't following my picks yet, you better get on the Instagram. You better follow the picks on there. You better reach out for, to me for all these picks because on the year. We're shooting at 81% overall on all picks on the money line so far this year, guys. 55, 13, and 1. 81% win percentage. On the picks, meaning 
method, if it's going to be by knockout, if it's going to be by submission, if it's going to be a round two submission, if it's going to be under or over the, you know, the, the rounds, 83 and 19 on the year. So even if you put five bucks on every single bet we put in, you're making bank. Even if the odds are crazy, you're making bank. So follow us because the next UFC episode I do will be the pick for fight night. Jan versus Mirab Dwavashelli, which will be on Saturday after this event happened. But let's get to the matchmaking. So John Jones, dominant win. We already know he's going to fight. There's no question on who it is. There's no question about why it is who it is. John Jones versus Stipe is happening. You got the GOAT light heavyweight versus the GOAT heavyweight. That's the fight that's happening. And that is the fight that should happen. It's happening International Fight Week, July 8th, UFC 290. It's already set. Now, I have no problem with that fight. The only problem I have with that fight is the inactivity of Stipe. Now, we talk about John Jones, how he's been out for three years. Stipe is going on two years off. When this fight comes, he'll be over 2.3 years out of the cage. Coming off his last loss against Francis Nagano by second-round knockout in March of 2021. And he didn't look good in that. He didn't look good in his previous fights, even though he won. The two fights before he fought Francis, he beat DC twice. He beat DC by knockout at UFC 241. And he beat DC by unanimous decision at 252. Before that, he got knocked out by DC. But before that fight, we already know. He beat Francis. He beat JDS. He beat Overeem. He beat Werdum. He beat Arlowski. He beat Hunt. He has three title defenses straight. Four overall. Which are both records for heavyweights in the UFC. You already know, if you listen to me, I think Stipe is the greatest heavyweight of all time. That includes Fedor. Simply because of the... People that he went through. Fedor has the numbers, but Stipe has the opponents. He beat all these opponents in his prime. He he won the belt against a prime fighter in Werdum in his hometown in Brazil when nobody thought he had a shot at all. And he held on to that belt, beating Reem, JDS, and Francis. So think about that. That guy, the guy's a beast. He's twenty and four overall with fifteen knockouts. He's 14-4 in the UFC. He has three knockout losses. But the thing about, about him is this. He is accustomed to heavyweight title fights. I get he's been out for a while. I get he has been out for a while. But he's a, he's a champ. He knows what it takes to compete. He knows what it takes to prep. That's something Gon didn't understand. He didn't understand prep. John Jones is like Tom Brady out here watching... Countless hours of film on his opponent while Gon was out here playing FIFA. And what happened? He got his fucking ass whooped, and now he's probably not even going to get a top 10 opponent. That, that's how bad his performance was. That's how embarrassing it was for him. But Stipe held the belt for the fourth longest consecutive time ever at 1,372 days, which is only behind Anderson Silva, John Jones, and GSP. So, that's the fight to make. John Jones wants it. Stipe wants it. The UFC wants it. I want it. Uh, I, I, I think that's the fight to make. Uh, John Jones already made a statement to Stipe. He says, you better fucking quit firefighting and prep for this fight because I'm coming for a finish. 
before the championship rounds. So we'll see. Steve Bay going to prep? I don't know. I don't even think he has a chance, even if he does prep. That's just how good John Jones is. And with Steve Bay being out two years, getting older, falling off the train since he hurt his eye in that DC fight, I'm not really uh, sure what type of performance he can put on, but I know these, I know uh, Stipe is not going to show up unprepared. Something Gon did, so I think that is going to be an interesting fight. I think it's a fun fight. I think it's going to be a great fight week, honestly, because you got two of the best ever to do it, best in their divisions. It's going to be a battle that we all want to see. Moving on, we already know for the co-main event, Valentina Shevchenko got submitted by Alexander Grasso, the new champ. Unbelievable submission. When I was watching it, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, obviously, we, we said it on the podcast, we thought it could happen, but we didn't think it would happen. Because we see these champions like Valentina happen in Nunes. You're going on seven, eight, nine title defenses. It's tough. It doesn't get easier. It gets harder. And eventually, you're probably going to lose. You know, Jones obviously doesn't lose, but most champions lose. It's just part of the cycle. You get old, you make one 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 mistake, you don't prep as hard, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. You get submitted. Immediate rematch. I don't know when this fight will be. It might be on fight week. It might be a three-title card for that Jones fight. This might be one of them. But immediate rematch. I think both uh, women agree to it. It's going to happen. Immediate rematch. And judging honestly by how it happened, the last two fights that Valentina has fought, she's got tough on the ground. I I don't know how she's going to win. I really don't. I think Grasso made a point that she's better on the ground. She's going to take her down. She's going to win on the ground. So as of now, I'm leaning towards Grasso, but we'll see what happens. Shavkat Rachmanov, the new OG of the UFC. Standing neck crank. Unbelievable. Unbelievable fight him and Jeff Goff had. Jeff Neal. Jeff Goff. Jeff Neal. They had a great fight. Rachmanov, like Hamzat, proved that he can get into a war and win the war. 17 fights, 17 finishes. Now, there's a lot of guys this guy could fight. Honestly, this guy could get a television shot next, if all honesty, he's that good. But Willie, I don't think so. You know, I want him to fight. I want to see him fight Colby Covington. Number two ranked, Colby Covington hasn't fought since he beat Jorge. He beat Lee. He lost to uh, Usman. Hasn't been active. This guy, Rachmanov, deserves a guy that is that quality level that's going to boost him to, hey, you make a good performance against this guy, you got a title shot. But will Colby take the fight? I'm going to say no because Colby is the definition of a bitch. Great fighter. Guy has talent. But he don't take fights unless it's a guaranteed win or a title shot. So we already know this fight is not going to happen because Colby's going to wait and see if, if Leon Edwards can beat Usman until he makes a fight. That's what's going to happen. And I don't think it's going to be Rachmanov because this guy's a battle-tested warrior and Colby ain't going to fight him. But that's the fight I want to see. That's the match to make. But the match that I think is going to be made is going to be Rachmanov versus Steven Thompson, Wonderboy, who's coming off a win versus Holland. It's an interesting fight for him because Wonderboy is that type of guy. He's a stepping stone. 
You know, he's a stepping stone. He's a guy that's not out of the title picture. He's been in that shit for like 10 years. And he's a guy that, in this division, it's like, all right, how good are you? So I think that's the fight that's going to be made. I would make the Colby fight. And if I can't make the Colby fight, I think that'll be made. I would like to see Rachmanov versus Bilal. You know, Bilal's on eight-fight win streak. He's number four in the world. He beat Brady. He beat Luke A. No one's fighting. No one's to fight this guy. I don't know why. A lot of people don't like him. I like him. I think he's very well-rounded. I think he, he studies his film well. He studies his fighters well. And he figures out a way to beat them. Figure, he kind of he does the game plan like John Jones does. He's not entertaining most of the time, but this last couple fights he's been entertaining. Ranked number four, he doesn't have a fight. Bilal versus Rachmanov, that's the fight I make. That's the fight I make. Do I think it'll be made as well? No, I don't. But uh, that's the fight I would make. Bilal versus Rachmanov. We got my guy, Martise Graham Root. Great fight. Had a great fight against Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner, shout out to him. Uh, he took he took Gamrot on two weeks' notice. Gamrot was the one that filled in two weeks' notice, who was supposed to fight Dan Hooker. But um, great fight. Like both guys showed what they're good at, and Gamrot was a little bit better at it. You know, uh, I don't knock Jalen Turner down at all in this fight, but I do boost Gamrot up. I think Gamrot is the guy who should get the winner of Justin Gaethje versus Fizev. And the winner of that should get the next title shot after it's all said and done. You know, we got Darius already fighting Chandler. We got Connor versus um, Michael Chandler. So we got uh, we got a couple fights that are in top of the top of the lock. So the only fight that actually really makes sense for them is Gaethje or Fizev. I will throw another guy out there, Dustin Poirier. You know, if Dustin Poirier doesn't get a title shot, which is looking like he might, Gamrot versus Poirier. Why not? You know, DP has said that, you know, he wants to make entertaining fights. It's an entertaining fight to make. Gamrot versus Dustin Poirier. Be a hell of a fight. How about Bo? How about Bo Nickel? Submission in his first fight. Who does he fight? Who does he fight? Which direction does the UFC want to go with this guy? Most times, what do they do? They slow dog him in. What do they do with Hamzat? Slow dog them in because he fought a couple times. So why not put Bo Nickel on the same path? Second fight, number 20 ranked Gerald Merchart, a submission guy. He has 27 submissions in his career, 35 and 15. But Hamzat fought him, and Hamzat knocked him out in 17 seconds. Well, Bo Nickel keeps calling, calling Hamzat out. So why not see what he does in the second fight, just like Hamzat did? Be an interesting fight. Why not? Guys, he's 2-1 in his last three. Like I said, he's a submission guy, a ground fighter just like Bo. Let's test him out. Let's test him out. Let's see. I think he's going to get a guy that's just outside the top 20, and he's perfect for it. We'll talk about another guy, the guy who calls himself the real African, Drickus Duplassé. South American fighter. Got the win. Never seen in my life a corner throw a towel in in the last seconds of a round. Derek Brunson was done. Drekus Duplessis got the win. Now he's thinking he gets a title shot. Listen, I like this guy. I like him a lot. 
But his uh his talk for a title shot, I I don't really think it's warranted. I think he should fight the winner of Vittori versus Dolize. Dolize's on a four fight win streak. Vittori, we already know he's a title contender. We know what he can do. So the winner of that fight fights Drickus. And then maybe we'll see. We'll see if the champion is at the time. Winner of that fight might get the title. We'll see. I think that's the fight to make for them. As for Cody Garbrandt, don't even know. Don't even care who he fights. Whoever he fights, though, should be a guy that is not on a win streak. Let's get this guy's confidence back again. He's 1-0 now. Let's make him 2-0. Amanda Rebus, my girl, got her first win there in the division. Lauren Murphy. Two chicks that are right there that have a loss against a record that isn't bad. Coming off of wins that need to fight. fight. I think that's the fight to make. The rest of the card, you know, Ian Gary, I, I don't even know who they're going to do. There's so many welterweights in the, in, the, in the UFC that he can make a fight against anyone. I think he is going to make a step up in this competition, though. But I'm not sure. And as for my guy Jalen Turner, set him up with who he was originally supposed to fight. And Dan Hooker, get healthy, get knocked out. That's the fight to make. So I hope you guys enjoyed my breakdown of my fights to make after UFC 285. And we will see what fights are actually made. And I'll be back with my picks for UFC Fight Night. And be sure to tune in. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening.